0: What do we do with the law? For the last several weeks or months, we've been explaining the Ten Commandments, and now we're finally done. And it's only natural to ask, now what? We have all this information, we have all these suggested applications, so what do we do? Tonight, as we wrap up our discussion in this series the Ten Commandments, we're going to talk about the Christian and the law. So stay tuned with us on Sinners and Saints.
1: In an age of moral bankruptcy, political sleaze, theological
0: confusion and aimless religion in a mindless church. We're addressing the need for a Bible-based, intellectually rigorous, 21st-century Christian faith. This is Sinners and Saints, Theology with an Edge. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight on Sinners and Saints, and as I said this is our last show on the Ten Commandments. Maybe you're weary. We've been wanting to listen to you. Uh, we've been wanting to listen to see if you had any comments or whatever. We're going to wrap this up with our own comments, though. Tonight we're going to talk about what does a Christian do with these Ten Commandments now. And joining us, as usual, for our discussion is Reverend Moses Jambazian from Pasadena URC. Reverend Adam Kalustian from Ontario United Reformed, Ch- Reformed Church, and I'm John Sautel from All Saints Reformed Church. What do we do with these Ten Commandments now?
2: Well, I'm I'm just excited, John, because now that I understand God's law for the first time in my life, I am going to keep it. Hey, I, lace I, up those
0: bootstraps. <laughs> <chaffs>. I,
2: I, <laughs> my problem before was, that's right. you know, I you just, just didn't, didn't know. know as much as my precision in my understanding of the commandments was good. But now that that's all in place, I mean... You're gonna see me glowing as I walk around and just I say, be "Who holy. is that guy? He
0: must have been listening to sinners and saints." That's
2: right. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what most other. <laughs> I'm gonna do what most other uh, professing Christians do in our culture, which is walk around with that, you know, aura of holiness and let everybody know that I figured it all out and well, they can be like me if they just try hard enough.
0: As a matter of fact, I come to thinking out, you have been developing sort of an angelic glow about you too. So maybe that is all this discussion and deep thinking on the law has led you. Uh, into greater and greater degrees of holiness. Obviously, this is in jest. I mean, we're asking this question because what is our response? It's interesting. Uh, Our Reformed catechisms, the Heidelberg and even the Westminster, both talk about this. Immediately after an exposition of the law, they talk about, well, can you people who are converted keep them? Here's what the Heidelberg says. No. Even the holiest of men in this life have only small beginnings of disobedience. The Westminster Larger Catechism, is any man able to perfectly keep the commandments of God? No, no man is able either of himself uh, or by grace receiving this life perfectly to keep the commandments. I mean, isn't that the first natural impulse, though? You know, I've got the information. I've got it down pat. I've got all these applications. Man, I am just going to batten down the hatches and go for it. Very interesting. <laughs> the catechisms, you know, put the bit in our mouth and restrain that kind of logic immediately.
1: Well, because Scripture does. When the Apostle John is writing, he says, if we say we have no sin, then we make God to be a liar. So we have to deal with the reality that in this present age, we are still fallen but redeemed men, but not yet perfect and glorified. We are not yet the Son of God in power. We are still just beginning to be redeemed, just beginning to have that sanctification worked in us.
2: Yeah, and I want to tell you, we despise this projection of holiness and victorious Christian life and achievement, higher spiritual state that so many so-called Christians... Make sure, take pains to project To make everybody feel like they are the godly, holy ones People that write books A lot of times pastors will do this When they speak They always make everybody else feel like they are untouchable See, there you go again And I was sick of it There you go again You Calvinists
0: sitting around in despair and darkness and pessimism You just don't think anybody can do anything
1: worthwhile, do you? Well, apparently neither do these people Because after they affirm how holy they are Then they want legislation to prevent anybody else from sinning because others don't have this willpower to fight these sins so you know i have no problem with pornography but i want to make sure there's a law that prohibits pornography in the world it's like why just admit it i struggle with it too and therefore i have to admit that i'm a sinner but they won't do this
2: well the lord says i look on he who is humble and contrite and tremble at my word he doesn't look on the one who has it all together certainly the one who projects to have it all together because nobody does and if you really listen to the law over the past few weeks then you would realize
0: you don't have it all together nobody does well you know this is what I find so interesting all these people who think that they're keeping it uh they're, they just needed the right information they plugged that in their life and man their spiritual life just went forward it just like I was a slingshot forward and now they are on, on a higher plane of Christian living and then they come to Romans 7 now it seems to me our deep-rooted pessimism is not just because we're angry old men. It's because we came to the well. It may be so that, we're angry young men. <laughs> we're angry young men, bitter beyond well, our
2: years. John and Adam are. <laughs> but young. you come to Moses the law. Is an angry old bitter man.
0: Well, that's true. But um, <laughs> you come to Romans seven here, and he's Paul not, not certainly not very attractive either. Well. No, that doesn't help his law keeping either. But back but to the law. Back to the law. The Apostle Paul here. You're, you know, you're going to hit the wall here when you come to to this trying this triumphant Christian living. So, since Romans seven is in the scripture, why are all these people out there who are claiming all this
1: higher plane of Christian living? What do they do with Romans seven? I've actually heard it interpreted by a Wesleyan pastor, and he was very strong about it. That no, I don't sin anymore. Romans 7, Paul is speaking of his pre-conversion state. And when challenged on it as to what do you mean you don't sin anymore, he basically went into that Wesleyan thing of, well, I do all things in love, and therefore even when my actions are technically sinful in violation of the law, they're not really sin because my love sort of covers my own sinfulness.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, Kobe Bryant committing adultery and said, well, I made a mistake. It's a mistake. I mean, it's not a deep-seated deep-rooted, sinful it's action. It's a bad decision. You know? And believe you me, know. I've got my own list of sins, too. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not like Kobe. thank God. I'm just saying, you know, this mentality of, you know, mistake, and I do it out of love, but I sort of erred. No, you're sinful.
0: Let's just think about Paul's brutal honesty here, Romans 7. Uh, I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am. Yeah, this is a pretty uh, transparent, open moment here for the Apostle Paul to say, hey, look. Uh, If you think being an apostle means that you're on the higher plane of Christianity and and you have all this information, a pipeline to God, and that changes your whole life so that you basically live in sinless perfection, you got another thing coming. Uh, Paul calls himself what the law declares him to be, a wretched man, and that's in his... Uh, post-conversion state. Stay tuned with us, in sinners and saints tonight, as we wrap up this series on the law and dis- and discuss what a Christian's response is to this exposition of the Ten Commandments. <laughs>
3: Men, You are invited to attend the annual Wednesday Night Men's Forum throughout the month of July at Grace Evangelical Church in Torrance. This year's topics include Murdering for Caesar, Why Christians Don't Speak in Tongues, White Hot, Cutting Edge, Spirit-Filled Worship, and How the World is Really Going to End. Come meet the host of Sinners and Saints along with Dr. Kim Riddlebarger. For more information call 310-782-7019. Are you looking for a church that
2: values the Word of God and the rediscovery of its riches in the Protestant Reformation? Hi, I'm Pastor Adam Kalustian. I want to invite you to join us at the Ontario United Reformed Church. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. Take the Euclid Avenue exit off the 60 freeway, go north one block to Philadelphia Street, turn right, and you'll see us. That's the Ontario United Reformed Church, 866-99-UNITED.
0: All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. In other words, what Paul is saying is that if you want to be wise unto salvation and learn to live for God's glory, you need the Word of God. And that's why I'm inviting you to come worship with us at All Saints Reformed Church. Hi, my name is Pastor John Sottel. I'm pastor of All Saints Reformed Church out in Walnut, California. We can't promise you you'll be entertained with high-energy music or thrilling performances or exciting worship or trendy programs, but we will promise you that you'll get the Bible because in our worship, we read the Bible, we sing the Bible, we pray the Bible, and we preach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. If you want to come to know God through his word and to grow in his grace and knowledge, then we invite you to worship with us At All Saints Reformed Church. For more information, call us at 909-319-3479. That's 909-319-3479. Or check us out on the web at allsaintsreformed.org. Sort of a light moment there in the first segment talking about, you know, really, this information is good. It's helpful. We need this kind of guidance in our Christian walk. But frankly, you know, you're not just going to just, like, get a spiritual growth spurt here and wake up overnight tomorrow, and you're some big, incredible Hulk now Christian who's keeping all these commandments in a fearless way that you've never done before. In fact, what we tried to point out is, uh, no, you're not going to keep these commandments perfectly in this life. So then you say, okay, well, what's the point? Why did you even have a, you know, five-month series or whatever on the application and understanding of the commandments? Well, because the Catechism goes on to say, yet so, with earnest purpose, they begin to live not according to some, but according to all the commandments of God. See, just because you can't keep them doesn't mean that God now says, okay, don't have to conform, then don't try to have to strive. Right? Right? See, there's two temptations.
2: One temptation is to become self-righteous when you hear the law. The other temptation is to allow the law to convict you and then to say, well, okay, so I guess everybody's a sinner now. Uh, what? I don't care anymore, and yeah. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Give me another and,
0: beer, and I'm right. just going to go out and do whatever and I want.
2: sin so that grace may abound. And the answer is no. We take serious stock of the fact that in spite of who we are and continue to be, God has been gracious to us in Christ. And now, out of gratitude by the power of the Spirit, I work all of my days. I attend to the means of grace, the preaching of the Word and the sacraments, I am pleading with the Lord in prayer to sanctify me, and I work. I am active in my sanctification, in my growth, in obedience to the law.
1: And one thing that you also have to take uh, very seriously into consideration is that as you continue to mature in the faith, and as you are actually growing in your sanctification, as the Spirit of God convicts you of your sin and forces you to deal with you know, your old man, that you're actually going to believe yourself to become more sinful, because you will be more aware of what sin is, and things that before you would have dismissed lightly, as many people do who think that they aren't sinning, you will actually start thinking that you're sinning worse and worse each day, and you're going to become more despondent, more depressed, and that's actually a good thing, because you're finally understanding sin, and understand it is because you're being sanctified you see sin and call it sin.
0: Yeah, good point here, Moses. A curious thing happens in the Christian life, and I don't think you... Uh, catch hold of this till you get a little more advanced in years. I'm not as old as Moses is, but it's starting to strike me <laughs> that. Uh, few are, I, few are, Less John. hair. Uh, <laughs> it's starting to strike me more and more. It's, you have this perception growing up that all the, you look at these Christian adults and say, they're not struggling with sins. It's just these darn teenagers. We got to get them through these teenage years and then they're going to be okay. You grow up with that perception that as you just make it past the teenage years then you settle in as an adult and now your spiritual life really settles in well and man, you, you do pretty good. You get older and you realize if you're like doing what Moses says, actually, no, the more you understand yourself, the more you understand the law, the more you understand your theology, the more you understand of God, the more you wake up each day and say, man, the older I get, the worse
2: I am. There was a 92-year-old man when I first came to this church that uh, one Sunday came in. He used to ask me every Sunday, how are you doing? And he didn't just mean, you know, how's the weather, are you sick or not? But he was asking, you know, how are you spiritually, I could tell. And uh, one Sunday I looked at him and I said, you know, I don't feel like I'm doing so well. And I asked him, you know, when does this kind of stop? And he looked at me and he knew what I was talking about. And he said, you know, it doesn't. You're going to fight this. Until you go to glory. And he just walked away. And he was a man of few words in general. And I didn't know him to be this super spiritual guy as it was anyway. But looking back, that's been encouraging to me. To know that all Christians, if they're honest, are in the same position and ought to be fighting you know,
0: for the rest of their days until glory. And, you know, some people don't strive anymore because they use all of this external performance and all this external conformity to the law to mask over that inner gnawing that's going on, saying, you know, I'm not doing as good as I thought I was.
1: Yeah, and it's unfortunate because what people wind up doing is becoming self-focused. And the way that our catechism uses the law, it first explains it should point you to your guilt. But all the exposition that we have done, however, comes from the third section of our catechism that says, we want you to understand the law In order that you will show forth true gratitude to God. So the law keeping is not to be a means of impressing God. It is not to be a means of earning his favor so that you don't go to hell. It is for those who have already been saved to show that they are grateful for what they have received. And that is really what you need to be thinking about with the law is. Do I really believe that God has saved me by grace? And if so, how can I help but do these things for his glory? You bring up here that the law is expounded in the third part of our catechism about,
0: uh, and it's dealing mostly here not with condemnation and conviction, but with, okay, now how do we respond to God by saying thank you, with, with living that conforms to his will? But it's interesting, the commandment section is wrapped up with a question, 115. It says, why then does God so strictly enjoin these ten commandments, since in this life no one could keep them? And the first part of that answer is that all our life long we may learn more and more to know our sinful nature so that we more earnestly seek forgiveness of sins and righteousness in Christ. So it, it interestingly, curiously wraps up the third section, which is about the law showing me how to show gratitude to God by telling me, uh, going back to first use and saying, well, actually, this is how you learn to live for God's glory every day as you wake up and you realize, no, I am not there. I'm still sinful. The law shows me that. And that's really what Christ wants of us. I mean, he,
2: he says over and over again in so many different ways in the Gospels that he did not come to save the, the healthy, but he came to save the sick. And Christ is actually honored when we strip our own self-righteousness away and say that, look, all our hope and trust is in you and in your obedience. You know, when you think about the law, you think about all of its demands and all of its particulars and applications. You think about Jesus. I mean, he is the one who perfectly navigated all of God's law and the balance between, you know, greed and and good stewardship the balance between uh having good godly desires and and jealousy i mean he did it all perfectly think about him and he did that all for us and imputed that obedience to us and died to take away our guilt i mean that is fantastic he is glorious and he is on display
0: in the law well we're going to wrap up this segment and we're going to come back for segment three and we're going to wrap up sinners and saints stay tuned with us tonight Hey, Sinners and Saints fans, your co-host John Sautel and the boys here with exciting news about our show joining the international digital revolution. We're launching start.urclearning.org, your new web home for Sinners and Saints, and for every resource you need to explore confessional reformed Christianity.
2: That's right, John. Starting June 25th, start.urclearning.org will be the new exclusive home to our Sinners and Saints broadcast, but it will be much more. The new start.urclearning.org promises to be your one-stop, massive resource center. You'll hear the sermons we're preaching in our churches. You'll hear lectures about doctrine and real life in the Christian faith. You'll hear Bible study series unfolding the Word of God and much more. And the best part is you can download all of it for free for play on your PC or iPod or MP3 player. You techies out there can subscribe to all the audio on the site through your podcatchers, audio itunes yahoo podcasting whatever service that you use and you can subscribe to all the non audio stuff on the site through whichever blog catcher
1: or reader or aggregator you're using and I'll tell you what else start.urclearning.org is going global it starts here at home in your neighborhood where you can register your interest in becoming part of an emerging Reformed church in your area. But you'll also find translations into foreign languages. Start.urclearning.org is your bridge to like-minded believers of all cultures and all places. Imagine that. You will be learning the Reformed faith with your brothers and sisters across Los Angeles, the United States, and beyond into Mexico, Nigeria, and China. And let's not forget, my friends, that
0: on Start.urclearning.org, Dot org you will hear the old and new unauthorized versions of sinners and saints where we are not forced to squeeze ourselves into the conventional mold of christian radio at start.urclearning.org we can say what we want and it ain't gonna be pretty so get ready start.urclearning.org is coming start.urclearning.org starting june 25th the new exclusive home of sinners and saints and much much more start.urclearning.org
1: there is no greater joy in the christian's life than to worship god according to his word and there is nowhere better in the san gabriel valley to do this than at the pasadena united reform church so come join us this sunday at 9 a.m and at 6 p.m at 226 west colorado boulevard in arcadia You can call us at 866-99-UNITED or look
3: us up on the web at sinnersaint.org. Located in the heart of Los Angeles, Grace Evangelical Church is a reformed church committed to the three forms of unity, the solas of the Reformation, the doctrines of grace, the preaching of the law and the gospel, the weekly administration of the Lord's table, along with catechism classes for adults and children. Give us a call at area code 310-782-7019. 3107827019. 310
0: We're wrapping up our series on the Ten Commandments. We're wrapping up our response on how does a Christian respond to this. And we're wrapping up Sinners and Saints on KKLA. So this uh, should John be a good sinners segment here. Sinners and Saints is not going away from you. No, good.
2: no, we wouldn't do that to you. You have to listen to Sinners and Saints on start.urclearning.org. That is start.urclearning.org. And you can hear all the real good stuff when we start recording the shows without any restrictions. But we should take time to thank KKLA for their undying support.
0: Yes, we do thank you for your undying support, your listenership. And by the way, we want you to go look us up on... Uh, the website, start.urclearning.org, and continue on with the discussion that we're having. We promise to have a number of riveting, interesting, cutting-edge theological topics which are relevant to your station in life. You know, this whole series on the law has been helpful for many of you. I'm sure I've heard some feedback, some comments, and some questions. We haven't necessarily aired them here uh, in our comments tonight. But as Christians, we need to continue on in our discussions with others about theology, sound doctrine, and its application to our life. And we hope that this show has been a means to contribute to that discussion in your own life. And maybe you're even extending that beyond yourself to others and drawing them into this discussion, because disciples ought to be
1: learners, lifelong learners. Again, we'd like to thank all of you for the years that you've been listening to us. But we would, again, invite you to come visit our churches and actually more than visit, to actually become members of our churches and continue to learn and grow where the Word of God is preached. That was our whole reason for coming to you, was not simply just throw out knowledge, but to let you know what is out there, what God has given to you in the Word, and to call you to the church where you will become members and identified with the visible body of Christ on earth.
0: See, one of the things that's been different about this program all along is not just that we would develop a whole listening audience out there and pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, you know, we have X amount of people listening. Now, the whole point of this show has been all along, and I'm sure you've caught on to this if you've listened to us to any length of time at all, is to get you to come to the Reformed Church because we really believe that Reformed churches are true churches, places where the gospel is faithfully preached, where the sacraments are properly administered, and Christ's sheep are cared for under the rule of the eldership. And that is absolutely vital and essential to your Christian growth. Yeah, you're going to be looking for 15,000 different things. You want the vibrant
2: Christian programs. You want the kind of music that titillates you. You want certain things to meet all your life needs. And we're telling you, no. If you believe the basic truths of the Scripture and you believe that Christ communicates himself through the preaching of the Word and through the sacraments and keeps us all encouraged in uh, discipleship and Christian discipline under the supervision of the elders, then you need to go to a church that bears those three marks. You need to stop just being satisfied with having a, a better or a more deep biblical or theological knowledge than the common man in your particular church, but you actually need to be identified with the people of God who think like you do Take the basic teachings of the Word seriously and go forward together in the work of the kingdom.
1: And again, we'd like to invite you to keep coming and listening to us, but no longer on the radio, of course, but at uh, start.urclearning.org. And we're going to be able to continue things that we couldn't do on air anymore, such as looking at denominational teachings, going denomination by denomination which previously got us thrown off the air for a little bit. But now we're going to be free to actually say what we think based on what they've written about themselves. And so we encourage you to come in here, and we might even touch on your denomination, and you'll find out what they actually say you're supposed to believe, which you've probably never even been aware of. Hey, we want to thank you again for joining us all along
0: on Sinners and Saints. It has been an interesting ride, but it's not stopping it's moving on. It's just going in a different direction. And I wish I could say more, but I am getting choked up with all of the tears, so I cannot continue speaking here. But I do want to say again, thanks for joining us on Sinners and Saints. And if you would like more information, contact us at start.urclearning.org. That's start.urclearning.org. For more information, call 866-99-UNITED. Or log on to the
2: web at urcsocal.org. That's eight six six ninety nine 99 united